This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. It is May 4th. 2023, Smart. and that's the new way we're introing the show, Smart. motherfuckers. Whatever day. Ian, please insert. He didn't it, do it. Did he not do it? So what he did insert last time. Insert the show number, no, you got what he did last time was like, today is 6 a He fucking totally didn't know. <laughs> Ian, <laughs> God damn it! I don't know what's going on either. Guys, it's off the rails. for the fucking show number. It was God amazing. damn it. That's what I was uh, it's doing. It's in the late sixes. Jesus. It's in the late sixes. We're okay. We, good. We're good. We're God. Good to go. <laughs> Shows what I know. I haven't even listened to the last episode. What I love is like how, how fucking just, <laughs> he's the guy who just is like, I don't give a shit either. I know. <laughs> he's, he's the perfect employee. Because <laughs> he's like, none of us care. No, what Ian, are we doing? You know, when you're hiring at the glory hole. <laughs> Yeah, all right. It might get the job done, but asking yeah. for enthusiasm yeah. is a Sometimes little much. Enthusiasm, oh, enthusiasm's yeah. no, a little right. much, yeah. right? Yeah. Depends on the tip. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the tip. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so this story comes from NPR. Deliciously, ironically, this story comes from NPR. <laughs> I love right now, Cecil, yeah. that this story comes from yeah. NPR because the story is Elon Musk threatens to reassign at NPR on Twitter to another company. So if you recall... Elon Musk, who has just decided that the way to take over a major media company is to micromanage it down to the fucking tweet. <laughs> it's amazing. Down to the how, tweet. How on earth? The fuck is wrong with you, spaceman? God, he feels like he's counting pubic hair or something. For you fucking know what I mean? real. Like, he is so into the whole thing and doing these... And it's and it's all clearly shitty things he's doing yes. to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. This in particular, he's a piece N of shit. NPR is a is has at NPR, and they've decided because he he said in the past he was going to label them, them as state, state sponsored of, media, state sponsored media, yeah. and then they said, okay, how about eat a bag of dicks? Yeah. And they just said we're not going to go to stop Twitter fucking anymore. tweeting. And he said, okay, well I'll change it back. And they were like, yeah, if if it's fucking like on your whim, then. We're just not coming back. Like right. it's like this is clearly this is clearly just a whim of yours, and we have no guarantee that you don't change your mind. So we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And then he says, "Well, fine. We're I'm going to give away at NPR if you're not using it." But their terms of service clearly state that it's just if you log in. So if you want to be a lurker on Twitter, right? All you have to do is log in every 30 days, 
And they won't get, they according to their own terms of service, they won't get rid of your handle right. or give it to somebody else. Now, if you, if you leave your car account in, uh, you know, if you just don't log into if it, if you for just years. don't log in, if it's like yeah. basically just a, just abandoned for a long time, they can take your handle. Right. But it has to be under their terms of service. And he's willing to break the terms of service. And then the, the negative, the major negatives of this is like some fucking random troll out there can have at NPR because he got mad one yeah, day. It, yeah. And then tweets are going to go out that look like they are from NPR. Yeah. Right. It's, it's it's like it's it's threatening identity crisis, yeah. right? Or identity. It's it's essentially like some kind of weird Twitter identity theft blackmail. He runs this company, Cecil, yeah. like an abusive boyfriend. He really does, man. Like a manipulative, abusive boyfriend. If you leave me, I'm gonna do this, that, and the yep. other thing. Yep. It, like he's he runs this like he's a fucking manipulative, yeah. abusive. He runs it like boyfriend. a bad custody battle. Yes, man. Yeah, that's exactly it's it. It's fucking unreal. Yeah. yeah. It is unreal. This is a major like I know. Listen, man, I know you lost something like a hundred billion dollars in total market cap and dollars in this acquisition, and you're probably a little salty about that. But you're not helping your cause, man. You're not helping your cause, spaceman. What the fuck are you doing? Well, go back to blowing up rockets and yeah, calling it a success. You are a hundred percent right that he's not helping his cause, and keeping continuing to double down on stuff like this makes it so that other news organizations make it look like you're unstable enough to go after them too. Yeah. And so other news organizations have left because of this. And this will continue to happen until there are no more serious people on Twitter. Yeah. All you're going to have are the people who just basically make their money off tweets. You know, the, they, they make their popularity and their money off tweets. Yeah. And then mm -hmm. the other people who just bought a check mark. Yeah, That's who's going to be on it. It's going to be a troll void. It's going to yeah. be 4chan. Yeah. It, they really will. It is because... The one thing Twitter was kind of, I guess I've read, useful for is journalism. Yeah. Is it was a good place to source journalism and find journalism Especially and like, like really follow up journalists. To the, up to the minute stuff right. too that they were finding out. But if if they're going to do this to NPR, then you're absolutely right. Like other journalistic organizations that have credibility and be like, this isn't a place we want to be. Bounce the fuck out of there. So they all, so if they all just leave, who's left? A bunch of right-wing trolls? screaming into the fucking void. How is that not 4chan? Yeah. That's fucking 4chan. And and the the problem is is that is that this these trolls that are on there are just going to keep amplifying that shitty signal. I mean, mm -hmm. we're seeing it now with the with the blue checkmark stuff that he's done is that you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You'll go on there now. When I go on there now, if and and here's the thing, I want to mention this too to people who listen. Like Tom and I almost never see your tweet at us. Right? Oh no. So yeah. like if you tweeted us, and I know sometimes, you know, don't get me wrong, sometimes people just want to shout into the void because they're mad at us. Right. Right. So they want to say this hey, is a great void if you're interested hey, in voids. Cognitive dissonance. I didn't like your take on New York style pizza or whatever. whatever. And then yep. they want to shout it in the void. Sure. That's fine. You can do that. And I'm not stopping. I can't stop you clearly. And I won't. I, I encourage you shout as much as you want into the void. That's what voids are for. If, if you're hoping that that shout somehow echoes back to us, that is definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I remember one time, not that, maybe six, eight months ago, I, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, oh, I should look at this thing on our Twitter. I don't have a personal Twitter. So I was like, oh, I should look at this thing on Twitter. So I, I went into our 
password manager for the show and I got her Twitter password and I went into Twitter and I put it in and I, and then it was like, you need a two-step verification, right? Cause I had never yeah. logged in yeah, yeah. on that device before. And that two-step verification went to you. Yeah. And you were like, hey, are you trying to get into Twitter? By then I was like, no, nah, I don't care anymore. I don't When I say it was seven minutes later that yeah. I texted him, I'm not lying. Yeah. It was like seven I minutes lost later. Interest. Tom had like- already <laughs> lost interest and wandered away from Twitter. But, but I, I do want to say to yeah. people, if you ever want us to see the thing you want to say to us, yeah. You need to send it via email or something because I won't. We won't ever yeah. see it. I'll never like look I at will it. never yeah. see it on Twitter. No. So like if you're if you're mad at us and want to correct us on something, send us an email. Email is going to be it because yeah. I'm never going to see the correction that you send no. on Twitter. But anyway, it, the, the Twitter is now when I when I have gone on there and I haven't gone on in a while because it's so frustrating. They have a three sort of tabs on the navigation. One's for you. And then one is follows. Well, it defaults for you. And for you happens to be now just a ton of shitty people with a blue check mark. But they're all just random people and they have like 70 followers and oh, they're, but they're just nobody. random check mark. And you're nonsense. like, okay, I don't yeah. know who you are. And you're also a giant troll and an asshole right. and anti trans. Why are you in my feed? And what he's trying to do is amp people up when they come in for you. So right. he's putting things in there that are supposed to tune me up. That's what I'm seeing when I go in. I'm seeing like Nazi shit and I'm seeing like Jesus. racist stuff and I'm seeing like big Fox news hosts in there. And I'm just like, and what he's trying to do yep. is he's he's tweaking the algorithm. So I come in and I'm angry, but instead I come in and I'm disgusted and I leave. <laughs> I know, right? So I'm just like, okay, I, it, you just fatigued me out with one view. Yeah. Like in, I didn't even have to doom scroll. It's literally a doom screen. Yeah. And I'm done. And I'm out. Yep. It, the thing is, I think that for many of us, I, I'll raise my hand, but I know many other people that raise their hand too, is that there was definitely a time in our social media sort of growing up yeah. where, we, and it wasn't that long ago, where, you know, we would log in and we'd see something that tuned us up and we'd spend some time having our backs and forths, you know, we'd have our, we'd go back and forth and yeah, we'd have these exchanges sure. and we'd talk about them amongst ourselves in real life. And that was like part of what social media did for all of us. And then I think the last five years happened and everybody saw the damage that social media did sure. and the exhaustion of just being constantly on edge like that. And now I think there's a real backlash where that um, sort of like angrification process that social media uses to keep people engaged is starting to like create yeah. a real backlash. Instead of keeping people uh, connected to these sites, I think it's just turning people off of using them entirely. So how can you say I'm a bad mother? I'm not saying that. Mom, you know that money can't buy happiness. Oh, grow up. Yes, it can. Holy shit, dude. The Clarence Thomas shit <laughs> gets worse. Seriously, the, the, there is no level of more corruption. Yeah. And that's what I thought last time. I know, right? right? That's I know. what I thought. So like when it found out that like Clarence Thomas was going on ultra lux vacations sponsored by his mega donor buddy that he made friends with while he was a sitting yeah. Supreme Court justice, right? When I thought that was the height of corruption, I was wrong because then I came to find out that same mega donor happens to own his fucking mom's house yeah. where he had renovated it, yeah. where his mom gets to live fucking rent free. And I was like, now that, that's the height of corruption. That's the cherry on top. And then this story yeah. from The Hill, also everywhere now, 
GOP mega donor covered tuition for child that Clarence Thomas was raising as a son. This is his grand nephew, I think, or grand niece. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I know it's either it's, niece or nephew. Yeah, it's say, one you of know, those. Yeah, it's say. some. It's some kid that he basically is a father figure to. Yeah, that he is deeply close to. Yeah, the kid goes to a very expensive, like six thousand dollars a month, a expensive month? How private expen school. Oh my god, dude. That is so expensive for a year. Yeah, like what is school? Probably nine months. Yeah. So you're looking at at, at big dollars yeah. here. Big, yeah. big, big dollars. You yeah. know, so you're looking at what? $72,000? Yeah. Something like that? Yeah. Uh, no, not that much. That's for a year. That's for a year. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I forgot that six times 50, nine is 54. 55, yeah. 54. <laughs> yeah. So you're looking at like $54,000. Yeah. 54000 thousand american year. dollars. That's per year. A year. That's very expensive school. That's a very expensive private school. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. And then like this fucking mega donor is like, yeah, you know, I pay for a lot of educations. And it's like, look, man, maybe that's true. Maybe you're just a philanthropist all the time. Maybe you got fucking Michael Scott's kids or yeah. whatever, you know, that you're just like, sure. everybody graduates and I'll pay for your college. Maybe. But this one, this one's on Clarence Thomas. He should have said fucking no. Yeah. Like, even if I grant the absurd proposition that it's just like, hey, you know what? I just I was paying for random kids, and one of them happened to be essentially the child of a sitting Supreme Court justice. You gotta just fold it into the mix, you yeah, know? Sure. Like you're making muffins and you fold in every blueberry, and I didn't notice that yeah, was one just, of them. Whoops. Like whoopsie. Oopsie. Like Clarence Thomas can't be like, actually, you know, it'd be wildly inappropriate for me to accept fucking $50,000 tuition gifts. I know for a kid you're essentially raising, right? right? This isn't this isn't someone else's words. Right. This is Clarence Thomas's words right. about his relationship with this young person. Right. Okay? So this isn't someone else who's saying, "Oh, well, you know, you're like someone ancillary to you right. receives something. This is your fucking seventh cousin yeah. six times someone, removed. You know, like that's like some random person far away that's like deep, deep far away from you, but still somehow kind of related, right. gets a brand new car from this guy right. and suddenly everybody's up in your shit. Uh -huh. That's not no. how it works. Like you said, this person is very close to you. And you know, this guy says what you said, you know, there's how dare the liberals go after us helping vulnerable people go to college is basically what they said. And it's like, look, uh, the thing is, is like, the vulnerable community, like, I'm not coming after you because a single mother needed help to send her kid to college. There's nothing you can get from the single mother. Right. It's not like she's offering you to, like, look the other way on your court case at the Supreme Court, court. for Christ's sakes. <laughs> like, are you kidding me right, right now? Like, fucking understand that there's, like, a quid pro quo there that you can't get with anybody else. I, I, the idea that we are even playing at anything other than outrage yeah. is like, if this is not an ethical violation, then, then we can just, we just need to decide that there's literally no, there's no such they thing. Could do. There's, right? there's no such, somebody could walk up with bags of money with dollar signs fucking, on the bags. You know what? One of those stripper guns that she used to build, <laughs> they could just run by everybody in the Supreme Court. Make it like, rain. Like smacking Clarence Thomas's ass <laughs> and like fucking shooting dollar bills in his face and fucking, like, like I took a fucking facial with dollar bills, $100 bills as they flap on his face and he's just fucking twerking up there. Because that's what's happening, that's it. man. That's it. This is this is the Clarence Thomas twerk. Yeah. That's yeah, that what it is. is. Yeah, That's man. what it is. A th dude, a thousand percent. 
This is judicial prostitution. It is. A hundred percent. This is fucking, yeah. this is judicial prostitution. There is no rational person would believe that, oh, well, I buy a lot of houses yeah. from the elderly. Oh, I send a lot of kids to cut. Look, when you're a philanthropist, you don't just randomly pay for individual people's school. Right. You set up foundations. Mm-hmm. You pay. You, you make systemic changes. Scott's you, tots, you, like you said. Yeah, earlier. Scott's yeah, tots. Like you said <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. We know that because that's how we've donated money. Sure. When you and I have donated money, <laughs> like, we don't just we have, find somebody on the street we, we and the, hand them dollar we, we dollar did bills. The abortion y'all. thing. We were just like abortions. We're gonna pay for your abortion right. over here. Here we, you go. Oh, I kind of want to stand outside a Planned Parenthood. That'd and be beg for everyone's abortion. That would be day. so funny. Like Can a, we do like that? A carnival barker? Can we like, hand people abortions? We're giving away abortions today. Seriously, I want to take a day and instead of protesting a Planned Parenthood, seriously stand there with like $800 cash and give every person money to pay for their abortion. That'd be great. Cash. And you know, I think. You, oh my God, that would be fun. You need a crier for every yes. hour. And then you change time periods. So oh. at one point you get like the old timey Harold who's like, hear ye, hear ye. And then at one point you're getting the old timey carnival barker <laughs> and you just change it throughout. And you get somebody in a brand new outfit and then we t- we have costume changes throughout the day. Yes. So at a certain point, yes. we'll be, we could be dressed like Henry VIII. I Both love this Henry. And then a later on, can the day, I have a drumstick? We're can dressed I eat? like guys oh. with like the big top hats. Yes. And then we, you know, dot, dot, dot. We'll have somebody play that thing out of. A, oh, yeah. We've we, got a whole. We've got a whole we thing. We've got a whole. And if you're listening, which you're probably not, no, motherfucker. He's not. Like, order some costumes. We need costumes. We need a lot of costumes, I think. I re- it would that would be, be such so a fucking hoot. funny. That would get a lot of bad press. We got to do it somewhere where it's just barely legal too. Where it's like right over a border. Right over a border. Or where they're, you know, they're considering getting rid of it. Yes. We got to. We got the one thing that pushes them over Dude, the edge. Now I want to. About it, I don't know about that. I want to almost get shot. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I don't like. Don't, don't make it me wrong. Yeah. I don't want to get shot. Well, the good thing I'm is, is that it's already pussy. illegal in Texas. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it actually would be really fun <laughs> to pay for abortions for a day in front of those protesters. It would be really funny. It would be really funny to be like, I'm going to follow you in. And then I'll just take care of it. Yep. It's just on me. Let yep. it be on me today. Yep. And then be like, sir, what's your name? <laughs> it's uh, it's Harold's paying for this. <laughs> and then go inside <laughs> and do it that way. A hundred I'll pay uh, I'll pay everybody a hundred dollars for every protester that's out here. Oh man. Abort is ten protesters, thousand bucks. Oh, so good. It just looks like a border crossing. It says Mexico. I'm oh just... Lord. Gosh. What? This story comes from Mediaite. Media Itty. <laughs> Trump 2024 ad claiming U.S. decline under Biden uses images taken during Trump's presidency. So I'm going to put this on the big screen for us, Tom, um, so we can look at the ad that they used. So here's the ad that they used, Tom. They use an ad that, first of all, it has Joe Biden just making kind of a weird expression, right? Because that's what you do. He kind of looks like Skeletor there. He does. It's a terrible picture of Joe Biden. Then they've got a picture, a Chicago PD picture, by the way. They do. It's Chicago. it, it is clearly taken from the protests in the summer of 2020. Yeah, George Floyd. Yeah. <clears throat> the George Floyd uh, got murdered protests. Yeah. My favorite like picture that. is the is the immigrants that are crossing. Those immigrants were actually going south. They were actually <laughs> heading in Mexico, heading south. They're, they were going to another border. They're, they're just like, fuck this. We, they, we, they weren't actually coming to that America at all. I, I, I actually wish, though, Cecil, that they had used 
images of the many, 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 many Americans every day who cross the border into Mexico for health care. Because <laughs> that's a fucking real, a actual real thing. thing. It's a real thing, yeah. yeah. So it would have been People great. People do it for health and dental care. Yeah, it would have been amazing if yeah. they actually showed the American immigration yeah. into Mexico yeah. to gain access to fucking <laughs> affordable health care. But even still, yeah, even these still, people this, are not doing right. what they're saying they're doing, and they're not doing it in the time frame that they said they're doing. Instead, they're doing it during Trump's right. presidency. The, the image is not an honest image of what it's being purported to be at all, and it's not taken during when it was purported. It's, there's nothing about it that's true. Right? Like, this is such bullshit. If you feed this image after midnight, it turns yeah, you to a gremlin. That is how fucking actually, nonsense it is. Actually, maybe Joe Biden got fed after midnight. <laughs> and then I just like that there's just like a Chinese flag symbol, you know, like, yeah, just, I don't know. just like, yeah, China. Like, and you're just supposed to be like, China. China. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, if Joe Biden becomes president, I, China. I love what? I love that they're going out of their way to. Um, to to make it look like Joe Biden's presidency is such a train like wreck. A, oh my yeah. God, it's the it's the worst. Speaking, anyway, I mean, there was a train wreck during Joe Biden's there was. presidency. That's, I should have used a different yeah. term. Yeah, maybe maybe should have used a different term. <laughs> maybe yeah. it was Joe Biden's. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's funny though. I like I like this story because like like Trump is so dishonest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's not like no. it's not like if I say if I said this to a, a Trump supporter, it would not it would make be a like, lick of Fuck you, man. Joe Biden and the Chinas. Also, immigration sucks, and I, I hate cop cars that are on fire. Anyone want to see my NFT collection? <laughs> I'm going to go storm the Capitol. <laughs> <laughs> so hail Satan, and have a lovely afternoon, madam. So I love this story. This story comes from Fox News. Christian evangelists at Boston SatanCon claim about 100 people converted. Quote, we're in a battle. Now, what I love about this is not what's in the article, Cecil. What I love about this article is what's not in the article. What's not in the art, what's in the article is a nonsensical story self-reported by a bunch of lunatic evangelists who said that they converted a hundred plus people over to Christianity because Satanists are really actually mad at God and you just have to show them the light and the love and they'll all become And all Christians. you had to do is go to their con to stand outside and go hubba jubba jubba and right. they immediately ran outside and said, oh God, we made a huge mistake. I want to love right. the Lord. So they interview a number of evangelicals. Do you know who they do not interview, Cecil? Not a single Satanist. Not a single converted Satanist. Yeah. You had a hundred plus of them. Yeah. Supposedly. And you would think if they're willing that willing to, to, to discard Satanism right. like the snake skin that it is. <laughs> not a single not interview. Not a single one of them. No one. So of it's them. almost like yeah. You have to take it on faith. You made it up. From these Christians. <laughs> you made it up. Made it up. Made it up. It's made it up. The whole thing is made up. And I love the idea. And I know I've said this on the show before, and it's not an original thought probably, but I do. I'm, I'm tickled. I'm constantly just tickled at how much it is necessarily theologically true that Satanists are Christians. Yeah. You literally cannot worship Satan unless you believe Bible stuff. You can't do it. Yeah. There wouldn't be a Satan if you don't believe Bible stuff. It's just repackaged Protestantism in a different format. That's all it is. It's a different, bigger protest. But it is if you were to really be Satanist, which none of these guys are, no, right? None of them are. None of these none are guys are theologically that's satanic. That's important yeah. to mention. Yeah. So, 
So I, I understand that like the Satanists are really more of a political force. Satan is a literary figure in Satanism that is, represents I know that a pushback be, or a rejection of authoritarianism. Who send us messages and say, well, there are some people. And you're like, yeah, those people are like fringe and weird. Yeah, and there's right. only a few of them. And like most right. of the people that we've come that we've come across that we talked about on the show, yeah. they are not the uh they are not people who are like fucking holding a black mass and rolling their eyes in the back right. of their head no, and right. you know yeah. dancing around a Ouija board or whatever. whatever. They yeah. are just they're they're people who are like, hey man, I'm gonna go to this school board and fuck with them and show them that religion in every form, if it's forced, is bad. Right. Yeah. It's 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 seriously just an it's an obvious tool for a political cause, yeah. right? And it's a clever and funny tool for a political cause. But what what I just am always amused by is that the Christians can't get out of their own fucking heads. They can't get out of their own fucking way. So they see this stuff and they immediately are like, Satan, well, let's go meet a Satanist. And you're like, oh, you fucking chucklehead. You, how, you don't even know who they, and then they think all, and it's like, hey man, even if you were right, they'd already be Christians. Yeah. They would already be, you would have to be. Yeah. I can't be a Satanist. I don't think Satan's real. Yeah. I don't think God's real. I don't think Jesus is. It's, like it's like being a Satan, a Santa Clausist. Right. You're like, okay. And then I'm, a, I'm an Easter bunniest. Right. Yeah. It's fucking nonsense, man. Like Uncle Samist. I fucking love this shit. I love Uncle Samist. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I also enjoyed this article too because of their fervency in which they tell us how the people basically ran from inside to go be converted because they're ex-Christians yes. and they're mad at God. And then all they had to do was hear that God really, really, really loves them. And, and then, then they, they felt really good about it. Although they didn't feel good enough about it to do an interview. But not they one of definitely them. felt good about good enough about it to pray with them outside right. of this thing right. that was happening, this big con. And also, funny enough, in that same, in that same article, by their own telling. So by their, and it's an obvious lie, right? It's a made up story. Sure. So what, what amuses me about the story they chose to make up is exactly what you said, is that there's all these ex-Christians who were just waiting to be loved by the church and all they need to do is be shown the love. Yeah. But what they also say is the ex-Christians are mad because they had horrible, terrible things done to them by the church. Sure. And I thought, well, hey man, why don't you just build a church <laughs> that doesn't do horrible, yeah. terrible things sure. such that people abandon their actual, like, entire ethical rubric. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, you're already being like, all right, look, uh, obviously the church has done some horrible shit. And you're just like, well, isn't that kind of like where you should start? <laughs> Shouldn't you be like, yeah, you know what? That really kind of changed my mind on this. Yeah. Whole thing. But since they're all made up and the points don't matter, <laughs> right. it's like, like it's like buying your your girlfriend from Niagara Falls a fucking engagement ring. Yeah, like, I know, right? You're, <laughs> I'm not fixing anything because there isn't anything to no fix because they're not here. Right. They're not going to be lining the pews because they don't Very exist. Very true. They don't exist, so there's no pressure to change. I just wouldn't tell a story. I know you wouldn't tell a story I was where the you're bad the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm telling a made up story of heroism, I get it. I like, get it. It'd be like, well, it. here's the deal. I slayed that monster, yeah. but first I fucked your wife. He'd be like, can we live? You didn't slay a monster. Why'd you do that first detail? That, what? And maybe I didn't slay him. Maybe I shit my pants while I was my yeah. friend slay him. <laughs> this was a vision. I'm telling you, these people are oh, Satanists. As I sit here, they are Satanists. Look, look, the world is full of these kind of things. Look at this. Black masses, mutilations, mutilations. The incubus, the succubus. 
So I I grabbed this because I just thought of Tucker Carlson. Yeah. And I thought like, where is Tucker Carlson going to land? Right. And it is probably one of these like ultra credible (laughs) sources like Newsmax or OAN. You got, okay. So I'm going to play this and and I'm going to let it go. Right. (laughs) I'll let it go. We're going to let it go. But I want to mention, listen to. <laughs> I, okay, every 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 uh, fourth week or so, I th- fourth or fifth week, I have to do a citation needed, yep. right? So every fifth week of the year is my turn to do a citation needed, and so I have to be the one who writes the 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 As, basis mm-hmm. of what we're going to talk about, not just interjections, not just like skits, but actually an a, a, a full on thing that I'm going to read aloud, and in that in that episode, I will be the one who speaks aloud the most, right? I'll be reading from my text and speaking aloud more than anyone else. I, even to this day at my advanced age and many years practicing, I'm still bad at reading things aloud. I'm not good at it. My brain doesn't like to do it. My brain likes to add things and subtract words and mispronounce everything. And I'm really bad at it. And even that, I'm, I'm, I recognize my, my own faults. But what I do is I try to read it a couple times ahead of time to try to minimize the damage that I do right. to my, my, my co-host, right? <laughs> Listen to this man <laughs> read off a teleprompter. Here's the thing, man. If this was my job, like it right. is when I do citation needed, I know I'm edited, so I'm okay, right? right. But if this was my job and I was, I would read this script a dozen times yeah, before it would be, I got it would on be memorized into your fucking muscle memory. I want you to listen to this guy read this Oh, script. God, yeah. He looks a little like William Shatner. A little he bit. looks, he's got all the tanner on, by the bit, way. Little bit he is wearing Shatner. literally all of the available. Yeah. If you went out to buy Tanner this weekend. Emphasis and on Shatner. You could, <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't buy Tanner, yeah. he's got, it's because he put all of it on. Yeah. All 100%. Right, so, so here we go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to embiggen it. Arguably serious, a very serious spiritual war going on in America. The battle between good versus evil, freedom versus oppression, the individual versus tyranny of the collective, and arguably this war is far more important than any cultural war or political conflict as salvation of mankind is at stake. And as of those with faith are ridiculed and forced to be private about their beliefs, the secular left is doing everything to wither down the Judeo-Christian values of this country. And what better place for them to radically transform the nation, obviously, than to start with your children? It's a trend, if you haven't noticed. The federal judge ruling this week that a Pennsylvania school district must allow a satanic club to meet. (laughs) And guess what he based it upon? Yep. Free speech, the First Amendment. Our founding fathers must be rolling in their graves. And as you love, I I, got to stop it here just to say, like, I love that they're like, we should be selective with the rights that we have in this country. Right? How dare they use the rights that we want? We reserve these for ourselves. The rights that are given to this country. For real. Like, we fought a whole civil war about how that's a bad idea. Do you not even understand what you're saying? Also, very quickly. His entire cadence and delivery feels exactly Tucker Carlson. It does. It very much like does. I, I, like, I wonder if he watched Carlson. He, he might be. He has the same cadence of delivery. Yeah. It could be a Fox thing because he was a Fox host too. God damn. Yeah. yeah, maybe. And as you can see, all of a sudden the left loves the Bill of Rights. But just take a look at their flyer. 
luring children with puzzles, games, snacks at their meetings. They even have a friendly looking cartoon of their devil. All of it very creepy. Folks, this is Satan worshipers. And they're doing everything they can to not only make Lucifer your child's friend and mentor, <laughs> but they're it. actually recruiting to build their dark this army is, I love from within our school system. The stakes couldn't be higher. And what's worse, they're using our own constitution to justify it. Ironically, if the left ever seizes total control, certainly they'll throw out the very constitution they use to protect themselves in the first place. It's nothing more. What are you talking? What are you talking about? <laughs> They're just using the rule that you want to use. Like, yeah. what are you talking? How? What the fuck is in your head, man? I don't understand what you're saying. These rules are for my benefit, though, <laughs> like not the, yours. They'll just throw them out. It's like, no, they're using them right now. Right. What? Like, what? why would they throw them out? They like them. Yeah, we're literally taking advantage of like, you won't use that when it's yours. What are you talking? Look, it, it's, it's like, if I borrow your car and I'm driving around your car and you're like, well, if you ever get a car, you won't drive it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, what? I I'm driving right now. I clearly <laughs> like doing car. this. What are you talking about? <laughs> then a document of convenience to them. This is where we are in America. Our children are being sexually groomed by radical by priests. By yeah, right. Priests? Yeah. Teachers. Oh, okay. And if it's not that, they're being indoctrinated by actual devil worshipers. You better keep a close eye on your kids, folks, because schools are becoming a very, very dangerous place. But, you know, this nonsense is intentionally written. Remember we were talking weeks back about how the right is infiltrating school boards and local elections? Yeah, yeah. You watch this, it galvanizes lunatics who believe in devil worshipers and sure. all that other yeah. made-up nonsense to go be on the school board. Yeah. You, I guarantee yeah. there are people going on school boards, trying to get onto school boards because they believe messages like this, that the schools, that the, I got to get involved. I got to get involved. These schools are not in my town, Cecil. Not in my backyard. And, and we talked about maybe sometimes satire isn't a good idea. The because, birds are a real thing. Because it it makes, it turns people against your cause because they think you're genuine. Yeah. Right? This good news club or happy fun time club or whatever it's called. It's not good news. Good news is the Bible one. Yeah. But this is like this happy fun time club or whatever that it's called that they're, that they're putting on. They are doing it very specifically to point out, we will make a Satan club if you make a God club. Let's all agree not to have religious clubs. That's right. the real That's message. What? That's the right. entirety of the message. And they're doing it because they're saying, look, we can be cute. Do yep. you want us to be cute and adorable yep. and get your kids to come to the Satan club? Because we'll do it. We will do it. But what we want is no one to do it. Yeah. When, when the Satanists, like that's exactly right. When the Satanists win, in quotes, the right to have a Satan club in the school, they lost. They technically lost. They lost. They lost. Because that's not the goal. Yeah. The goal, to your exact point, was to get none of this shit yeah. in the schools. So keeping it, they now, once they do that, they can't blink, yeah. right? No, they you got to. And they have to keep the controversy. It's chicken, right? right. It's like, yeah. we're going to do this, so. But I'll tell you what, man. I absolutely agree. I think that the internet has destroyed satire. Yeah. I think if you were to take something like Jonathan Swift's modest proposal, mm -hmm. and you were to write it today, it would be taken up as a serious proposition. 
Siri, remind me to have ChatGPT rewrite Jonathan Swift's proposal. Oh, Thank you. Terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> I, I actually do. I agree. I think we need to stop with the fucking satire yeah. because we're in a we're in a culture so awash in mm -hmm. irony that we are we are completely unable to tell who's a poe and who's for real. Sure. And so we just if we want to do serious things, we can't do the birds aren't real stuff. And I'll tell you why you can't do the birds aren't real type stuff anymore. Literally, we had a story that we think we're going to cover maybe this week on our silly news show or next time you hear a silly news show of actual taxidermied robot bird drones. Yeah. So you're going to have crossover where someone's going to create an obvious Poe. They're going to create an obvious satire. And then there's going to be some tangentially related pseudo-truth. And those things will get conflated. And within six months, you'll have a real movement mm -hmm. of lunatics. The, 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 we're too primed for sh bullshit now. Yeah. We're not... Like our the internet has made our bullshit detector worse. Yeah. Way worse. I, I still, when I look at things on the internet, I don't almost never think they're real. Right. I don't care what it is. I'm always just like, my first thought is I doubt that. Yeah. I don't think that's real. Whatever it is. And then I'm I'm willing to be proven wrong after that. But my first thought is always to doubt it. Right. right? If I see somebody who posts a meme, like yeah. somebody posts a meme. For instance, this last week I mentioned it earlier in the show, I posted an image, yeah. an infographic my first comment was a link to that story, right. right? I didn't just make that infographic up. I didn't just say, because let me tell you, it's not hard to just make a Photoshop of the CBS News thing sure. and then just make a graph and then make it all up. That's not hard. That's a perfectly reasonable and easy thing to do. So I could easily jump in and 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 do that in no problem. But I, I went out of my way to tell people I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. So what what I think is is the default though is that w when people see stuff they immediately think like oh I saw this meme it must be true mm -hmm. and my first default is oh I saw this meme it's just a meme right until there's something there that backs it up I don't want to believe it now if I see an article or a news story or something that does back it up maybe I'll research it more but m more often than not things that are posted like that they are done for outrage immediately they are they they take things completely out of context or they pull the most salacious mm -hmm. piece out to try to tune you up not give you the entire story and so you've got to approach i think the internet nowadays in a way that's just like i doubt that i yep. don't believe that the doubt even this man and cable news yeah. man yeah all of it like because it's all playing now with the same angles yeah the thing is like this has now become a technique that everybody in media has learned sure. works so we have to be so fucking careful. I like what like Haley and I will sometimes be sitting and like watching like, you know, the little short videos, like reels or stuff, yeah. like funny stuff, you know, and we'll watch something. And like, I just comment all the time. Be like, I don't know if that happened, but it's funny. Yeah. You know, like, I don't care. And I'll be like, I don't even care if that's true, but I liked it. It was funny, you know, because I'm the same way. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I watch a video. I'm not sure that video happened. Like we should just approach everything with a degree of real dubiousness. But then that also means that as people trying to be serious about the world, satire is not our tool anymore. Yeah. Because it's not an appropriate tool anymore. It's not a good one. And, and, and I do believe that the worst part about it is, is that there's, it's not that, that, that someone else will believe it. It's that someone else will then weaponize it 
because they know that other people will believe yeah. it. And so that guy that we just saw, he is going to weaponize this, even if he doesn't believe that the Satanists care about a good news yep. or a happy fun club or whatever. He doesn't care. What he's going to do is weaponize his audience because he knows they're gullible. Yep. And so he's going to take this salacious thing that he knows tunes them up and whether he believes it or not is irrelevant. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to make his audience believe it. That's right. That son of a bitch Tucker built the damn thing. This story comes from Insider, businessinsider.com. Tucker Carlson helped broker the deal that made Kevin McCarthy House Speaker after 14 failed votes, according to text messages. So more information about the Tucker Carlson text message data has come out. Um, incidentally, including, uh, I, I saw an article today that the text message that likely got him fired, I don't know if you saw this or not, was a text message um, referring to people in January 6th, the January 6th riots, referring to somebody uh, beating up a cop or something. And Tucker Carlson texted somebody, um, that's dishonorable. It's not how white people fight. Jesus Christ. I'm paraphrasing only the littlest bit because I don't remember the exact words, but it's like, he said like, that's dishonorable. It's not how white people fight. Lord. And And it was like, that is going to escape. And like, that's the worst, right? Like, it's just straight up not hiding at all, blunt racism. Sweet Jesus. Right? Yeah. So, but beyond that, Tucker Carlson, and I, I grabbed this story because I thought it was interesting because there's like this pervasive, I think, sense that if not Tucker Carlson, someone else. But Tucker Carlson was a very powerful power broker, not just in terms of his media influence and his audio, uh, audience influence, but his direct access. Yeah, we talked about their access. As a member of the fourth estate. We talked about the access, though, of many of these people. Mm -hmm. Sean Hannity was texting yep. people. Laura Ingram was texting people. While this all was happening, right? While the January 6th was all happening. But after the fact, two years after the fact, uh, when McCarthy was trying to get his seat of power as the House Speaker, and it took him 14 times to eventually become the, the Speaker of the House, he had to reach out, or Tucker Carlson had to sort of broker this deal to try to get certain people on committee assignments and whatnot to try to get him his final vote to get him as part of the, as the Speaker of the House. And I think, you know, you're absolutely right to call into question the fact that these people should be separate. They there should be a be. separation of them <laughs> away from the people in power so they're not friends, so they're not buddies. And so there can be that check and balance, right? We have supposedly a check and balance between three system, three different layers of government in our government, right? There's the judicial, there's the executive, and there's the legislative, right? Those are the three right. things that check each other's power, although fucking judicial trumps everything and there's no oversight. But in any case, yeah, right. like no the, judicial, the judicial and the, is supposed to check in on the the each one and they're supposed to like check and balance and there's vetoes and there's way to like, right. you know, sort of fuck with each other, et cetera, and keep it balanced. But the fourth estate is there to make sure that they don't fuck around right? They don't, and yeah. they're, they're the ones that sort of report to us. But when you start to become friendly with them, then we have this system where there's a guy who's basically friendly with the people who are in power. And he's going to say the things that he wants because it, it, it helps those people and it helps himself. And beyond friendly, 
you know, this isn't, this is, this is a new level beyond just, I have, I'm Sean Hannity, I have access. You're right, there it is. This is, this is influence. This is, I will help you behind the scenes, get what you want. And am I supposed to believe that there's no quid pro quo? You know what? I so know that that's not true, that the article specifically mentions the quid pro quo. The quid pro quo in this case was, I'll help you become House Speaker. You give me the January 6th footage. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's what happened. That's an actual thing that happened. happened. And then he took like a picture of a duck that someone took and he's like, see, it was a very peaceful day. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Ignoring thousands of hours of it. So like, you know, this... This is this is not just a violation of the transparency that journalism owes to the American people in order to, like, as you said, to keep our government in check. But this is a clear violation. Like when 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 the press is influencing and dictating who the, the listen, the reason that the Speaker of the House right now is the Speaker of the House is because of fucking Tucker Carlson. Is because of a fucking talking head racist journalist. Yeah. That's who selected your Speaker of the House. Yeah. That's who got that deal That's done. That's who got that deal done. And 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 understand the reason why that deal wasn't going to happen without Tucker was we have 14 times that it failed yep. before Tucker stepped in. Yep. So you know that deal wasn't going to work before then. Yeah. I it don't know. needed what, his help to fix exactly, it. Exactly, dude. I don't know what the name of this kind of collusion. Or or whatever. I don't know what the what the, this kind of. There's got to be a name, Cecil, that I don't know because I don't even like. I don't even have a way to understand how inappropriate this is. Yeah. I literally lack the vocabulary to call out what this is. This is some kind of collusive fraud or something. I don't even yeah. know. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? It's this one. This story comes from Vanity Fair. Texas's solution to school shootings training eight-year-olds in battlefield trauma care. So that's for real. The te- Texas representatives um, are really floating the proposition that, you know, one of the solutions to school shootings to keep our kids safe in schools is not, of course, to reduce the weapons of violence and death yeah. that so easily flow into the hands of mass murderers. It is instead to stock classrooms and train kids like seventh grade and on up. I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was. Is it even younger? Eight it might olds. even be, yeah, eight years. On, I'm sorry. Yeah. Eight, eight years. Eight, I have an eight-year-old. Eight years and up in how to like dress a fucking bullet wound. Yeah. And I thought... There's a part of me that that remembers this. We can't open the article right now because it's we are like beyond timed out. We have to or pay have thirty dollars like for fucking vanity or, or whatever. Something. But I thought when I read this earlier that one, the person who proposed this was doing it as sort of in the same vein as the Satanists. When yeah, they, I think so too. I think and the person was a Democrat who was proposing this to say you won't solve this problem, so we're going to do this instead, and this should wake you up to how horrible the solutions you have are, and instead people have sort of said, no, this, that That's sounds actually great. A great. That idea. sounds like a great idea. Let's do let's it. Let's go. Let's run with that. It's crazy to me. What? It's like, it's like we have a problem, Tom, in this country with like wood chippers and people falling into wood chippers, <laughs> right? So like, let's say there's like a really bad problem. It's, a, uh, it's an epidemic across the country, unmanned 
live running wood chippers <laughs> are just out there. And, and on occasion, someone just gets tossed in there. Right in front of a grease like, slick. Like, yeah, and just yeah. like, and just fucking, just like the end of fucking Fargo where there's just a fucking bread mist coming out of the thing, whatever. So instead of putting a railing around each one or making sure that they're manned and someone's there to warn people away with flags or there's like a taking or taking away the wood cross, chippers or you, you, you figure some way out. You're not going to, let's say we, there's no way to get rid of those wood chippers right. that you have to have the wood chippers, but there's, there's a way to like make it. So there's something we could do right. to, to make it so that the, that the, the wood chippers are less accessible, right? right? Less accessible to some random person falling in. But instead their their idea the the thing that they decide to do is like okay well we can't we there's nothing we can do from stopping people to falling with chip with wood chippers but we can do is we can train really hard on jigsaw puzzles yeah. on how to put people back together <laughs> and so so we'll do this we'll, we'll send a ton of really really hard jigsaw puzzles to kids and then when the guy inevitably falls out the end in pieces oh. the kid will just be like I know that I've been training my whole life for this we'll get that we'll get that kid in your class who was really good at the Rubik's Cube. <laughs> So you just stand at the end collecting the bits. <laughs> and the guy just goes, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a oh, I gotta, the I gotta turn it. The nose is wrong. The nose is upside down. <laughs> All the ears on the oh, face. It looks His like ears. a Picasso. He's got ears for eyes. Oh, my God. It's like a Mr. Potato and Picasso in here. Oh, my God. For fuck's sake, dude, I have an eight-year-old. I wouldn't, I don't try. Look, every eight-year-old's different. Sure. Every eight-year-old's different. I have an eight-year-old. I would not trust my eight-year-old to dress a battlefield wound. Would you trust him to cut an onion on his own? I would no. Yeah. No. Okay. No. That and should be a that no. should be a litmus test for a lot right. of things in life. I don't trust my wife to cut an onion. <laughs> I will do it for her. I'd be like, I will see her precariously looking at it and then she's got the knife and she's like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, give me the fucking onion. Just give it to me. Don't give me the fucking onion. And I'm going to step away from the cutting board. It's like, I, there's, there, no, there's yeah. a lot of things. Right. It's like, I don't trust you to do this. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a hard, it's not a hard thing, but you do need to know what you're doing. Dude, you got to know what you're doing. And also, I wouldn't want to trust the kid to be I like, try, yes. I, I will, I wouldn't trust a kid to put a fucking Band-Aid cleanly on my boo-boo. No, man, I if I got a, if I was at home, I've got kids, my kids are 8, 12, 16, 16. If I was oh, at home, kids. Jesus Christ, there's so many kids, dude. Christ, there's Jesus. so many of them, oh, Cecil. I have one less cat. <laughs> They're out. I, I, I have three cats. I it's have so one many less kids. cat than you it's have kids. so many kids. Yeah. If I got wounded, and they were like, can we help? I'd be like, absolutely not. I no. don't even want you to call anybody. I do, all right. You would fuck Seriously, that up. Seriously, I'd you be like, fuck that hand up. me my phone. Yeah. They'd be like, you Tom, fuck that your up. arms are gone. Guaranteed. I'd be like, I'll dial with my I'm nose. I will. You're going to dial 311 like, and a tow truck's going to show up. All I would up. do is I would just call out to Siri at that yeah, point. Uh, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. None of them. I would. I want none of them to help me. I'm moving. And like, they, like I will credit where it's due. The 16-year-olds the are packing their rooms. And I will let them pack their rooms with supervision and oversight when it's done. Right. That's fine. Any more help when they're like, can we pack other rooms? Like, no, my shit's in the other room. <laughs> like if you pack your shit and it breaks, yeah. you broke your stuff. And I'm just like, well, guess your stuff is broken. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. I told you how to pack. Sure. Like, they're like, can I help you pack? I'm like, no, are you kidding me? 
Like I wouldn't let you, no, absolutely see, not. Sarah does the same thing when I clean stuff. I'll be like, can I clean that? She's like, no, I'll just have to redo it. <laughs> no, it's just like, no. no, you can't clean it. No, I won't let you go no, away. No, yeah, go no. do something else. Go, you're, this Take is, the garbage out. Right. This is not for you. Cut a fucking onion. <laughs> That's what you should do. Do can you imagine how traumatic it would be to tell a third grader? It's an eight-year-old, a third mm -hmm. grade kid. Think about you when you're in third grade. Sure. So here's the deal. Somebody might break into this room and shoot you or your friends or your teacher or some combination. And, and you might survive though. Yeah. And if that happens and you're one of the survivors, uh, you should know how to stem the bleeding sure. from your buddy, yeah. from your playmate, from your friend, from your teacher. Oh, that's something I should, that's something I should be responsible and, for at eight years old. And since you have the tools in class, if one of your friends has appendicitis, I expect you before the end of the day to take his take appendix, his appendix out. out. You better be able to. And in fact, like that surgeon in the in the, the Arctic or whatever that had to do it to himself, <laughs> yes. I expect you to do it for yourself. For yourself. You have take, to do it for yourself too. Also, if you can rebalance my mutual fund portfolio. <laughs> and rebalance what? my tires. <laughs> Holy shit! It's not out. It's not out of the Republican possibility though, because there is a story that I don't know that we're going to get to tonight, where the Republicans are like, "Hey, you're 10 years old. You want to work a midnight shift?" Yeah, man. <laughs> so like, I don't. The thing I like, think that yes. I think I really do think that liberals and conservatives look at kids very differently. Uh, yeah. I think that they're like, no, like these are workers, and we're like, no, those are kids. Those are. And I think that there's that's the fundamental that's difference. It. That's the fundamental difference. That's it. Yeah. Like, like, like let's just kind of transition softly into that story because. The Republicans are so out of ideas and they are so dead set against the idea of paying living wages to adults yeah. that their literal solution to these problems is let's have the kids do it. Well, oh, we don't let's we don't want to get rid of the guns. Let's have kids patch up the bloody disfigured remains of their friends and their loved ones. Oh, we don't want to pay adults a living wage to wake up and do grueling, difficult, thankless, shitty work. Let's instead hire kids because yeah. they're less likely to complain and they're powerless. We don't want to get rid of the guns, so we're going to make a we're going to fix the problem in a really grotesque way. We don't want to get rid of the wage. Right. We're going to fix the problem in a, in a grotesque, really grotesque way. way. You're exactly right. And so I think that it's just a it's a great reflection. You're absolutely right that those two things are are perfect for each other. And you know, this is one of those moments too that I really am very depressed and down on the Democrats because they had an opportunity. I know that there was blockage in the in the Senate because of it, but they very much had an opportunity to fix this problem on a national level. They had a nationwide ability to fix it. Now, I have no idea if that would have changed with the next president, right? But for the- For the minimum wage. Yeah, for the minimum yeah. wage thing. They had yeah. an opportunity to fix this on a national level. I mean, an opportunity in the sense that you know, the the there was political will, a lot of political will to fix it, but there there was definitely yeah. some people there that were fighting it, right? The yeah. mansion, mansion and cinema, and cinema were never going to do it. Yeah. But you know, I I really feel like that is such a big big problem that they could have they could have done something about. And and uh, the the arguments against the minimum wage are the stupidest arguments in the world. Oh, I mean yeah. they're the dumbest arguments. They 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 talk about, you know, well, what happens when it's minimum wage at McDonald's and like, yeah, you don't you don't pay that much more. It's like the lot of that money guys rolls up to the top. It's yep. not like this money that they're paying these people is not rolling is 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 going to immediately increase everything. The only way it would increase everything if they want to keep the same margins, right? Yeah, that, well, that, that's and the that's only exactly way. it. Yeah. yeah. 
They the the the, the problem is that we've created a system, and by a like, system I mean the stock market, which. I'll just be say it like I don't think stock markets should exist at all because they create a grotesque series of incentives yeah. which have really nothing at all to do with what's good for the people that actually wake up and go to work in the yeah. world. Yeah. They're the stock markets are gross because they they, they, they just are. There's a hundred reasons why they are. The stock market system is a bad system. But when you have publicly traded companies like a McDonald's, for example, they can't say, hey, we're gonna make $100 million this year instead of $125 million this year. They can't say it. If they say that to investors, investors pull their money out, and then not only do they make $25 million less, but now the total market cap of their company has also decreased, so they stand to lose another $100 million. So instead, they always have to make at least the same or more, at least the same or more in order to keep yeah, investors at that, yeah. at that stock level happy. And that means that they're disincentivized all the time, constantly disincentivized from doing the right thing. We've built systems that make it structurally impossible for companies to do the right thing and still maintain their, yeah. their share price. That's gross. That's just a gross, gross system. We're not willing to give up those margins. We're not, the companies are simply unwilling yeah, not gonna, to hand not gonna, any of that nope, back. Nope. And so the solution that the Republicans have come up with is, Let's let kids do that work. Yeah. Let's let's let them keep their margin and we will keep saying the same thing we've been saying over and over again that these are starter jobs and you shouldn't be able to live on them. Cuz that's their line, right? Yeah, right? When they say things like, you know, McDonald's or whatever, whatever job cuz they're always going to talk about talk they bad always about talk some about, job. Yeah, right? they always talk and that's why I was using the same example, yeah, right? Cuz it's, it's their example. It's their example, but they'll always talk about bad about some job. And so let's just say it's McDonald's or let's say it's a a, a greenskeeper or whatever right. it is and they will say this person deserves to make a minimum wage because it's not a real job that someone would consider a career. Instead, this is a job that anybody can do and, and, it's, and, and, it, and it's unskilled labor. They'll use those terminology all the time. And then they'll be like, so you just, you, we, we, we shouldn't pay that person what we would consider a living wage, meaning a career type wage, right. a wage that would be able to support a family or whatever. And so what they're going to do is they're going to, they're going to make those jobs jobs that wouldn't be able to support them. And then they're going to find a way to reverse engineer it. This is intelligent design for wages. Yeah, basically. this is intelligent design they, for late stage capitalism. They, they basically figured yeah. out a way. They're yeah. like, we need to figure out a way to make this so yep. this wage stays the same. And so it we, it remains a job that you can't live off of. How do we do that? Well, we give, we give it to people who who just don't have to have the same type of expenses, mm -hmm. little kids, because they live supposedly with their parents. Well, and the thing is that other countries have figured out that you can have a juvenile wage yeah. for workers that are, say, 14 to 16, and then you can have a living wage for adults. For adults. And I think that that's a perfectly fair thing sure. to do, right? I do think that it yeah. is a reasonable and fair thing to say— Just work the shit out of kids. That's that, all I'm saying. Just work but, the shit out of them. But I, I think if you're— I worked at a Burger King. So you right, worked at yeah, a— Yeah, man. I worked, at, I worked as a—I worked—as soon as I got— uh, as soon as I was able to, I worked. So I worked my whole life. So as as early as I could, I worked. Dude, I worked physically hard. Yeah. At Mc I worked in the kitchen and I worked, I fucking sweat my ass off, busting hump. Why is that not worth a living? Why Why should I not be able to live on busting that? Why, your ass? why is why the sweat you, of my yeah. brow 
yeah. worth less than the sweat of someone else's brow. Why should, you, why should you be, why should you bust your ass and then make a lot less money? I don't know. I mean, I don't know it's, why. I mean, I feel like, and 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 this is this is a way that they get waged workers to fight amongst themselves yes. because they go out of their way to point out, well, if we give the McDonald's worker $15 an hour, that's what a paramedic makes. And do you think they're as important as a paramedic? And the answer to that question is, it's they're not. The paramedic should make more. Right. Period. They should make more. That's the that's the answer to that question. It's not that yeah, the, that this is the limit. It's that the paramedic is being underpaid too. Right. They're also being underpaid. Yep. The people that they're going to put pit you up against are also being underpaid. They're all being underpaid. Yep. And you're you're a thousand percent right that that is that line that whole line of of reasoning is disingenuous and it is absolutely aimed in order to get the masses to tear each other's yeah, throats they out. They fight each other. That's yeah. it. So because as long as we're busy ripping out McDonald's our own, people. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And let's let's all rip each other's yeah. throats out and that way we are, we don't notice the fucking yep. boot on our fucking yep. neck. Yep. And like let me be clear, there's no boot on my neck. Yeah. Right? Like I'm not trying to say me, Tom. Yeah. There's no boot on my neck. I've I'm old enough that and, and fucking white enough and privileged enough that there's no boot on my neck. Sure, yeah. So I don't want to pretend yeah. to the audience that there yeah. is. But like yeah, I don't work at McDonald's. Right. I don't I yeah. don't work a minimum wage job. So I don't want to no, like I, don't, I'm not I want to make clear wage. with my language. But I'm hundred percent with every person fucking who's a, ever dude. made minimum wage. Yep. I'm a hundred percent with I'm a hundred percent saying, just like you are, that the minimum wage needs to be a living wage yeah. the way it used to Period. be. Period. Because be there was a time in American history where the minimum wage was enough to live on. Yeah. That's what it was. It was not we did not have a starvation wage yeah. as the American minimum. Yeah. Why is the Amer why is the minimum we will accept poverty line and less? Yeah, man. Why is starvation wages, literally starvation wages, something that we've established as I won't go any lower than killing you? Yeah. That's what I'll do. That's fucking unacceptable. And then and then the 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 taxes thing, the reason why, you know, we look this is all also tied to the tax rate of very wealthy people. They've not only increased their amount of money that they can get but they've also decreased the amount of taxes that they are taxed since Absolutely. the 70s. Yeah. So, you know, you look back then, there's 90% tax rate on of certain on the ultra of money. Wealthy. On yeah. the ultra wealthy, they're paying a ridiculous amount of money in taxes after the certain point. And, and now it's like, yeah, that's not a thing. And now they essentially structure their pay yeah. so that their pay is built in ways that they don't pay they don't hardly any pay taxes. taxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Be sure to check out our long-form episode that will be releasing this Thursday. Uh, in it, we covered a story about how uh, how Christian is Christian nationalism. So it's kind of good very, conversation, very deeply ingrained with a lot of the things that we talk about in the show. Really interesting article. So, um, so this upcoming week that'll release for the patrons. Uh, Tom's going to read it for him, and then we're going to release to everybody and the patrons a, uh, a an analysis of that article for this Thursday. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno-Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo-quasi-alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night infodocutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cards, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands. Bloody. Evidential. Conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.